Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> we at Hawk and Cleaver have finally revamped our Patreon page. Now, not only can you support the show and help us to keep the lights on, but you can also get a personal thank you and also a superpower. You can get access to the exclusive podcast feed, which is ad-free, and you get the episodes a week early. You'll get exclusive bonus episodes. There's 40 already, and you'll get one new one every single month. You'll get Discord server access. You'll get access to the pub chats we're going to be doing, so bring a drink. We do pub games over video chats. You'll get access to the Hawk and Cleaver Vault, which includes old episodes, books, comics, and exclusive Q&As. You can also jump in at the merch tier and get yourself a The Other Stories mug, a The Other Stories t-shirt and poster. Or if you're a creator, you can pledge and get a short story or podcast critique, where you can send in a short story or a podcast you've been working on, and we will get you a personalised critique aimed at improving you and your work. So to check out all of that, head over to patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver and help us to keep this show going. Today's episode is Tunnels, written by James Dore and narrated by Georgia Cook. We knows the rules. Even M, who is two years younger, we knows what is needed. It's all very simple. Ages ago, 
I don't know how long. Years even before Em and I was born, there was a huge fire. We use fire now, small fires, for some light and for cooking tough food and for telling direction by the winds that come in through the shafts to the river, the ones we get water from sometimes when there's rain. But long before, when our elds were childs, and maybe their elders too, they say there was a city up above, and that it all became a huge fire. They say it was enemies and everyone was killed, except for a few who was caught underground. Those were our ancestors. The Swards, the Nightshades, the Clavers and Tuckets and Farmsleys. The others. These were the families who saw they couldn't go back up to what they had called the surface, so they burrowed deeper. And here we are, Em and I, clearing the bottom of an early tunnel. One of the first of them, one that is, that was dug. That is, there are other tunnels as well, ones with the hard linings that always have been there, sometimes with little tunnels that go through them, clustered in bunches, and sometimes with metal strings. And there's the really big tunnels too, the ones even elders can fit through without bending, standing up straight like we do in the rooms we discover sometimes when we dig out new tunnels except the big ones are mostly collapsed. That was part of the fire too. But, shh, we listens a lot in the tunnels. Em hears it too, a scratching, a squeaking sound. Maybe a rat, which, if it's not too big, because rats grow real big these days, maybe we can kill and bring back to the elves in the cooking room. Somewhere above us, the ceiling is sprinkling dirt. That's why we were here, sweeping the tunnel floor, clearing the dirt that always settles because those ones we dig, the travel tunnels from room to room like this, underground malls, the elders call the rooms where we find stuff sometimes, big rooms together, though sometimes with roofs caved in, are only like dirt caves. We don't build them linings to help keep the ceilings up, because we don't know how to, and even if we did, the smooth white roofs in the malls sometimes collapse too. So childs like Em and me, ones that can fit in tight spaces like we're in now, go through all the tunnels from time to time, clearing the new dirt that's fallen to block their floors. Even the oldest of tunnels like this one, close to the surface, right underneath where they say the fire started. Shh! More dirt falls above us. Clods and sprinkles. There's more scraping sounds too, like maybe a big rat. One bigger than Em. Because nowadays rats will grow even that big. Even as big as me. Some that's lived long enough. So we prick up our ears. Making like rats ourselves. Because we've got claws. If a rat comes down on us, M's with a rat's own claws. And me with a badger's paws. Some of them live in the tunnels here too. The ones that they burrow in dirt for themselves. But that sometimes childs like M and I find. And scrape out larger so people can use them too. But like I say... When we get an elder to kill the badger, even though we childs can kill stuff too, we're trained to do it with claws and teeth, except badgers are real fierce. The ones that first found it gets to wear its claws hollowed out for gloves, with the hollowed claw paws smoked over a cook fire so stuff inside doesn't get all rotty. And that way, we save our own fingernail claws and keep them clean and sharp by using the claw clubs. In M's case, a rat's paws, to creep out more tunnel. And we keeps our teeth clean too, not dulling their sharpness down eating tough meat, but like, if it's a real worry hard rat we kill, drinking its blood ourselves there and then while it's fresh. Sort of like our reward. 
and then giving over the meat to the cook elders to make it tender. Or, if we're real lucky, sometimes discovering a new tunnel chamber with old, soft meat in it. Meat that's already dead. If it don't smell too bad, that we bring back for sharing directly. Or if it turns out there's only a mouse above, maybe a bunch of mice. Em and I'll just pop them in our mouths and eat them like that. Like candy. The elves would say that. Eat them like candy. They say there used to be lots of candy. All around the place, childs would eat it. Especially on holidays. Easter and Halloween. Something called Christmas. I even had candy once. Some that was discovered in a new mall room that had just been opened. Stuff that was wrapped in a paper wrapper, but underneath was all brown and wormy. Sort of like turds. Except when you tasted it, it was real sweet-like. Like meat gets sometimes when it's long enough dead to be soft for eating, but doesn't smell too bad yet. We don't like to cook much. Not if we can help it. Sometimes we have to, but it makes the air bad. And there's the smoke problem. We don't know what might be up above to see it on the surface. We cook only at night. We childs think there's monsters. Sometimes we hear noises, like mumblings, like talking. Or sometimes just scrapings like what we hear now, except no rat comes down. When the rats are above us, tunnelling their own tunnels, digging so close to us, usually they fall through. And then when we've killed them, we have a new tunnel for Em and me to explore, burrowing through to enlarge for the others. Sometimes these rat tunnels lead us to old meat. Once we discovered what one of the elders said was called a cemetery, back in the uh, old days. Elds use phrases like that, like, back in the old days, was when childs like us ate all that candy. But how could one want to be like they were back then, and not prefer to live just as we do here? Because up above we know there are monsters. The elders told a story of old days that frightened the youngest childs, and we are better equipped to live here too, we who are the childs. One of the elders told me we have bigger eyes that helps us see better in the tunnels, and deeper, bigger, more sensitive ears that helps us to hear things. She said we're adapting. I say we're just digging, Em and me and the others of our tunnels east near the river. We know our directions and carry maps in our mind. Maps are something the elves told us of, that used to be made out of pieces of paper and showed the surface and north and south and east and west, except we have uh, deeper and shallower here too. Where we're digging now is north and shallow and somewhat east, while the rat, whatever it is that scrapes above us, is west and shallower, but moving mostly deep. M and I figure, the sound is louder now. We figure distances in our minds. We figure directions. We borrow niches in our grotto's walls. The sounds are above us. Mumblings and scrapings, like something eating. Clanking sounds like big teeth. Other sounds also. I know Em is thinking that maybe we should run, crouching through the tunnel we've just re-hollowed out. Maybe to push the dirt behind us to try to fill it up, even though we'll end up having to clean it ourselves again later. But I shush Em once more, this time with hand signals. There's enough light for that. Fungus and things, the elders tell us, help light up our tunnels. That's part of Em's and my jobs too, to check out the condition of the fungus that's already planted here. Some of this we eat as well, along with the meats we catch. 
start a new patch as if it's necessary. But also the shafts, the ones to the river, the dribble-down tubes we allow to the surface, the tiny mouse tubes and beetle and wormholes that help bring our air to us, bring down some light also. We childs can see it, and it's like, again, the word the elders use, adapting. So, shh. I hand signal for M to stay crouched low, to be invisible in her niche burrow, as I crouch in mine too, pressed close against the dirt, pressing myself deeper. This is the trick we've learned that we teach to the elders, to burrow like animals, not just by claws and teeth, but also by wiggling into the softer dirt, following it where it's all broken up, like where the old line tunnels lie, where there aren't many rocks except for the rock of the linings themselves, until we find a place where it's cracked open. Then down and through, and maybe another mall. Underground shopping complexes, the elders will sometimes call them, and tell us they used to build where subways had things called stations, which led in turn to basements of buildings, great stone mounds that went up into the sky, a thing something like shallow, but higher than shallow, and with nothing in it, except for the scraping, which is almost deafening to M's and my's prickling ears. Nearer, closer, no rats make sounds like these. Glancing towards M, I know she thinks as I do. We understand, M and me, that there must be monsters, cannibal creatures that infest the surface. Our elders tell us too many stories about the old days, and how the up above teemed with such creatures, that that was the city, a teeming of such things, for us to doubt that some of these things were not burned in the fire. That is, the monsters, those left of such creatures, that lie in wait always to swoop down to grab us. Sometimes when we're bad, the youngest of us childs are threatened by older ones that will be captured so, taken and eaten, as we'll tell our youngers. That's how we gain our skills, hearing and seeing, map knowing, listening, life-keeping skills and thoughts, knowing above from below by the earth's colours, knowing of trickeries. There are legends we learn too, of long ago. Our elders teach us of things that used to be up on the surface before the big fire, before there were monsters. Of Trojan horses, whatever horses are, objects that could be desired by Trojans, a word of many meanings itself but filled with men with teeth and claws to kill the Trojans as soon as they opened it. These Trojans never learned, but we childs of the tunnels are smarter. The elders, the eldest of the elds that teach us, call such legends as these education. Stories of harbours, places like big rivers that once were filled with pearls, of buildings again, but catching on fire too, before the whole city did. And suddenly, blinding light, light that's too bright to see, as if from the hugest fire. Em and I shield our eyes, two-legged standing forms, almost like people, like horses of Trojans, mouths moving, gazing on me and my sister. My God, it's a little girl, two little girls. But Em and I knows the rules, knows what we have to do. Squinting our eyes against the pain, we spring, snarling, teeth clashing, up from our niche channels, pulling them down, locking our jaws on blood-pulsating throats. Oh yes, we are quick, we are. 
caving the dirt in behind us as we pulls them through, so others that might be with them cannot follow. As if they ever saw. We were as quick as that. The monsters, demonstified. Drinking their blood, we do. They can be killed as well, like rats and badgers. Even more easy with the help from our elders. Their flesh soft and tasty with proper ageing. Or maybe with cooking too. Oh, <laughs> there will be food tonight. And with new more basements lessening in numbers each year as we search for them. With the old ones so depleting of useful things. With our own sense of direction and awareness as only we new generation young has. We knows now where to find more. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Tunnels was written by James Dorr, narrated by Georgia Cook, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Silicon Transmitter and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. You can check out more of James Dorr's writings at jamesdorrwriter.wordpress.com and that's Dorr spelled D-O-R-R. Georgia Cook is an illustrator and writer from London. She's the winner of the LISP 2020 Flash Fiction Prize and has been shortlisted for the Bridport Prize, Storch Book Prize and Reflex Fiction Award, among others. She can be found on Twitter at at Georgia Cooked and on her website at www.georgiacookwriter.com Be sure to support the show over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Be sure to grab a signed, exclusive, limited edition hardcover copy of The Other Stories Best of Collection Volume 1 over at gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So... Until next time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.